We're rolling. All right. Ours we know, Aiden. Kyle. Special guest today, joined by... Josh. Frank. French. <laughs> <laughs> no last name. What up? Josh, yeah, yeah, just Josh. Yeah, just Josh. Josh, Josh Bond. <laughs> French. Josh French. Um, How was yeah. the drive over? I was going to say, horrible weather. I mean, it's beautiful to look at. Yeah. Yeah. It's It wasn't too bad. I feel like I've got a smaller car, and it's okay. front-wheel drive, so... It's just like driving all over the place. Yeah. I cut through pretty well. Yeah. yeah, it's it's coming down. Is uh front wheel drive is preferred for weather like this? I would say. I think so. I don't yeah. know anything about cars. There's a lot, a lot of, of mechanic. There's a lot of weight in the front. So. Yeah. Because um, of the engine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you and since cars steer from the front, you don't want to be like pushing from the back because then true it just spins out kind of. Mm. Yeah. When I was in high school, my dad would put like bags of salt in yep. the trunk of my car yeah. in the winter and then it was just like to weigh it down yeah yeah because you don't want to be like floating on the snow yeah you don't want to be like a hockey puck like gliding <laughs> across the top i remember too like yeah after it would snow my friends and i would go to like neighbor like um like residential neighborhoods yeah like subdivisions mm-hmm. and like just drift around all like the <laughs> yeah. streets and stuff like it was so stupid there were so many times we almost flipped the car but like you know because he had uh his parents gave him my friend cj his parents gave him uh or he got his parents uh gmc envoy oh, nice. it was like suv yeah he, he just would whip the hell out of that thing yeah. like he destroyed it um i think he ended up having to get a new car because he like put so much wear and tear on it just from doing dumb just shit he'd take it through like the mud he'd take it mudding and stuff it's like what are you doing this is a, <laughs> nice, a nice suv, a nice yeah. SUV. Yeah. yeah um but yeah i don't know oh. it was a uh, it was a wild time um yeah i don't know i mean i'm not looking forward to going out into this i like sitting inside in this warm room yeah and staring at it and taking pictures and like giggling but then once i go outside i'm gonna just Freeze. scream it's yeah. fine though it's i don't like it when it starts melting and then there's like slush, slush. Yeah, and then you track it in everywhere like yeah. this is fine it's <laughs> see but the slush and like the dirt and stuff that's perfect for wearing white shoes and yeah everyone I, knows that i well i hate no no i hate fresh white shoes oh, why really? Because it's just, I don't like the crispness. It looks like you're just walking around fresh out of the box. That's like the point of no them. Char- <laughs> there's no character in them. You and look fake. Uh, and it's like, I feel like it's knowing that they're so fresh, you know that immediately they're going to get scout. You know what I mean? And yeah. like trying to dance around like to not get them all disgusting. Oh, that's that's too much energy. That's no. a lot of anxiety. Oh, no. People do it though. Yeah. I, I, had a pair, I, had a, I have a pair of white Air Force Ones and they were like pristine. I had them for months and mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't ever want to wear them. Cause they're kind of a chunkier shoe, yeah. But also, like, they were too clean looking, and mm-hmm. I was like, "How can I get these disgusting?" You just dip them in so slushy, I, slushy I, snow water. I started wearing them to work, and I just spill stuff on them all the time. <laughs> and now they're like, now they're so disgusting that I can't wear them outside of work. So, like, plan backfired. Yeah, you gotta but, find that middle ground. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll just go. I got a new pair like last week. Maybe I'll go do a dance out. In the in the you know on the curb or something. I don't know. Uh, hope somebody's filming you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that video of the guy who's shoveling, and he like he he falls for nine seconds straight. What? Yeah, no. yeah. He's trying to shovel and um, he's all like wrapped up with a scarf and like a big jacket and stuff, and he like slips and then he's like he, the shovel catches his face <laughs> slips again 
and he's he, he's falling for nine seconds, just like slipping around. But he's like c- keeps catching himself <laughs> and falling again. And at the end, he just like throws the shovel and like walks off. And like whoever's filming him in the garage starts giggling. Like, um, I don't know, silly. This yeah. weather sucks. Um, so you're a musician. Yeah, it's one of the things I mess around with. Is that yeah. your main focus? Uh, as far as art goes, yeah, that's probably like that's probably the main thing that I, in terms of like a artistic expression. What else do you like to mess around with? Uh, well, something I like to do is since I started doing this kind of like solo project, uh, which What's we called? Talk, uh, so it's called Breathing Spell. Yeah, um, we can kind of go into it in a little bit, but mm-hmm. I've been trying to also design artwork to go with each release. So drawing, yeah, a little bit of painting. Word. Not not to Aiden's uh, no. <laughs> experience or no standard, good. but uh, <laughs> uh, but just mostly to, to tie in with the with the with the music and the feel of the music and everything. So so all the stuff on uh, your Bandcamp, you did all those. Yeah, Word. and some of them might be fo- some. You know, sometimes I take photos from travels and I edit them to um, I don't know to have a certain look or feel. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, some drawing, some painting, but I music's for sure like the mo- the mm. one thing I'm most comfortable with. It's always been that way too. Yeah, okay. pretty much. How long have you been doing music for? Uh, probably sixteen years. Probably sixteen years or so. Okay. So. okay. Wow. What was your first like musical experience? You uh, my first music. I I don't know. I mean, I just remember growing up. Uh, I. It was one of those things I was like always around. Mm-hmm. You know, my my mom had albums uh, growing up, and she never got rid of them. And so I grew up, and you know, it was like she had all you know, kind of an eclectic taste. So you know, Prince and Black mm-hmm. Sabbath yeah. and Ozzy and uh, you know, Def Leppard and all these random ass bands. I just remember listening to all this stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so it was always just with me. Yeah. Um, but being a musician was never, and my grandpa was also he was a he was a country western musician. Oh, although right. I didn't know him, but I found that out later on. Yeah. But, but music was I just I didn't know I was gonna be a musician. You know that didn't yeah. come until kind of later on when I just started messing around. And uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the yeah. groundwork was already laid though. You know. Yeah, it's interesting you say Prince too. We can get into that. Yeah. In a little bit. Um, but no, I mean that's growing up in those environments. Like we were kind of talking about that earlier. It's like really special to just be surrounded by that stuff all the time and Mm -hmm. then you know have that like support by your parents and especially Mm -hmm. such you know like an eclectic taste like just being like exposed to that early on (laughs) like it kind of sets the can maybe set the uh stage for what's what's to come later on yeah like something's already kind of etched in stone right exactly because it's you know you're so sponge like right at that age when you don't know, you know, it isn't until later on where you realize, it's like, why is, why do I like that? Why do I like that sound? And it's like, then you go back and it's like, oh, that was because that was, it was just there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The seeds were planted and now it's coming back, you know? Yeah. And totally. You, they're, you know, I don't know. That's, so it's easy to, uh, I guess, find that where that kind of inspiration came from or originated, you know? Yeah. Interesting. One thing I wanted to say too is the artwork you've put for those songs for a breathing spell. Yeah. It's kind of, I, th- I thought that was a cool idea because right now I'm seeing a trend in music and you've probably at least seen some people doing this where a lot of people are just putting out singles. Mm-hmm. It's right. a big thing where right. like, um, you know, for a while albums were really big and mm-hmm. um, 
you're seeing that with the digital platforms especially things are shrinking mm -hmm. and so um i think having artwork for each song is a cool idea because it's it's really its own release yeah so. absolutely no i agree with you that's a interesting i absolutely noticed that and i think that that's just a testament to you know social media yeah. and the way things are speeding up and and also like do you need to the standard isn't the album anymore yeah, even the, no. you can still do that and you can still release you know a 10 song album or a five song ep but it's also now just expected that you know you do have one or two songs and then you have some artwork to go along with it or something and yeah. that's a release within itself you know it's not like looked at as something that's weird yeah which i like that i mean yeah just for and i think that's another reason why it's such a trend or it's starting to happen more is because people are doing a lot of this stuff at home now. Yeah, it's all DIY yeah. stuff. So yeah. you can do whatever yeah. you want. There's nothing there's nobody <laughs> standing over you saying, Well you gotta release an album or you should yeah. do this. It's like I'll just do anything I want to do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean so. it almost feels too like if you're not doing all these things, it's like you're not doing enough. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it seems like if you're not because so many people are doing like all this stuff by themselves and it's yeah. like if you're not doing the to me, it feels that way, at least. Like, if you're not doing the artwork and mixing it and the music and all that, it's like, well, like, all these people are, you know, doing all this stuff. Yeah. You know? I don't yeah. know. And that's, like, a unique thing about music. You, I think you're the, yeah, you are the first, well, some other people have done music, but you're the first musician mm -hmm. you've had on. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, I think one thing that's different about music is... Um, at least on the album side, is that there's like a lot of times there's a lot of hands in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I do think it's cool when you're doing all of that yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like a totally different, that's a departure. I mean, I had a lot of experience before I did this of being involved with like a situation where somebody else was always doing it or someone else was even writing the songs and I would just write my part. But then you go to record and someone, you go to a studio or like we go to a studio and someone would do that entire process. Yeah. Somebody else was designing all the artwork. And uh, so for me, something that was that I had a lot of desire to do was control that, not control it, but I wanted an expression for yeah. for each thing. So for the song, I wanted to write the song. I wanted to produce it a certain way. I want certain sounds, the artwork. I want that to be, you know, go along with the song. So it's it's important to have that. But I w also like some, you know, you were just saying too, like having all these different hands in it. Like I'm also not opposed to working with people who you can, you know, you. I trust or like yeah you can come together collaborate on certain things you know yeah and I well I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut no you're fine yeah. um especially with you know certain projects um you might seek that out mm -hmm. um but yeah no I I mean I think the D the stuff that you were posting was awesome the art mm -hmm. the, the sound so no thank you yeah, yeah thank I was gonna say much. too like with the artwork um I could you know I could see a progression of like it gets more minimal and like it gets more polished and um i don't know i mean the newest one the latest one you posted uh oxygen mm -hmm. you know that probably my favorite artwork out of all of these yeah and i don't even know i mean some of it is just like you know it's like it's one of those things it's it can be judged from I'm just doing whatever, like for that, like for instance, that's like, there wasn't a ton of time put into the artwork. Mm -hmm. It was something where I like, I had an idea and then I started experiment. It's just like my songs. I, I rarely go into a song at, with an idea of how it's going to be. It starts with just 
100% exploration and experimenting with sounds. So if, the same thing with the art, mess, start messing around with shapes and colors and certain programs and then something comes up and I'm like, yeah, that fits well. So it's not like this grand, there's not something laid out mm -hmm. prior, you know, or whatever, mm -hmm. but I'm not an expert in, you know, design or anything like that. So most of that stuff is just me fucking around, <laughs> you know, it's not, there's no like, you know, uh, somebody who's like a talented, like designer or something would maybe look at that shit and be like, this person is yeah, <laughs> so But also it's like a, like a raw element to it. And yeah. even though, even though it's not, maybe not, what a, you know, up to professional standards, yeah, like, right. it's like, this is all you. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? Exactly. That's, um, that's the exact. It's like, it's just all an expression of, you know, what you're doing. And it's all a work in, prog in progress. Cause I didn't start, I didn't have any knowledge of how to record until about a year ago. Um, yeah. I had never done that before. So that's been a whole process too, um, of learning and experimenting and you can listen, you know, listen to the first song on there, and it's to, from there to the song now. You can tell that there's been a progression in terms of understanding the process and, yeah. you know, layering sounds and whatnot. Um, so, you know, we kind of touched on your background a little bit. Where did you grow up? Uh, so I grew up in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Okay. Um, for yeah, I mean, I, I was born in I was born in Kansas, and I moved to Omaha when I was like you know 11 or 12. But Omaha is like probably like I would consider I guess the closest thing to home yeah you know so yeah okay and um on your way in you were talking about the music scene there <laughs> so it's pretty good actually yeah yeah um I mean I'm sure a lot of people recognize you know certain bands from Omaha like I was telling you you know Conor Burst, Saddle Creek scene Bright Eyes The Faint um a lot of those bands from you know the early 2000s um kind of set the pace for a lot of the indie rock that came after that um that's all you know that all originated in omaha and so there's already a groundwork of really talented people there and also there's a spotlight already um so a lot of bands can make it out um they don't have to try too hard to like leave the scene because there's already um ways for them to get kind of get noticed and there's already there's always people looking around to see what's going on who have connections or whatever so it kind of it makes for an interesting scene, and a lot of people move there to just be a musician because they know that, you know. Yeah. So it's inter it's inter like an interesting place to to be in a band and to play and to meet people, you know. Um, Do you feel like it had a big like Omaha had a big influence on what you're doing right now? Mm. Yeah, it did. It, but not in a way. It just did because of the the progression of like being in bands there and and that all you know touring and recording. And then those experiences obviously shaped what I do now. Um, not not like in terms of the music, but just the experiences themselves, you know? I did a lot of things there that I'm like, now it's like, I did those things, but I'm not really interested in doing that same mm -hmm. thing. And yeah. I want to kind of break away and do some, you know, something completely different. So yeah, I definitely had an influence. You know, it was a really important part mm -hmm. of growing, you know, my life. And I didn't, you know, that's where I, that's where I learned to be a musician and, got all the experience that I, yeah. <laughs> that I have now, you know? Yeah. What was the first instrument you played? Uh, it was a bass. My, uh, grandma bought me a bass when I was for like Christmas one time for no reason at all. I didn't ask for it. And, it, and I got it. I didn't know how to play it or anything. And I got, I remember I got it and it just like set in my room yeah. and I was like, I don't even know what, what, what to do with this. I think I had it for a few years and then a, a friend or I was, uh, this guy that I knew, one day he came over 
and he starts he started playing something i couldn't i can't remember he started playing something and i was like oh i didn't know you played guitar he's like yeah i can i can show you some stuff and i was like oh sweet so he pulled up like uh he's like a really easy way to to you know learn stuff or to learn how to play songs you like is you know tablets or like tabs yeah yeah and uh, and that opened up a whole world what does that mean it's just uh you know so the idea i had going into it not being a musician was like oh you gotta be you know you gotta know theory and you gotta like go learn this stuff in like a technical way and so tabs are like a easy way out it's pretty much just a it's like it's like sheet music but instead of having notes there's the position of the fret so you're just of the, on the guitar mm-hmm. so if you're looking at it you just find the fret and then you 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 play that note or whatever yeah it's so almost it's, like oh i'm sorry no you go Oh, no, I was going to say it's just like a simplified way of playing. I mean, it doesn't tell you how long the note is, but mm-hmm. it, you can listen to the song and play along with it. But it'll show you where to rest your fingers? Yeah, where yeah. you put your fingers at. Is that exclusive to bass guitar or just all guitar? Just guitar, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, but that's how I, I mean, that was like, he showed me that, and that op- that's pretty much what opened everything up, uh-huh. you know? Where uh, did, was it like, did he bring over, I mean... You know, I don't want to sound dumb, but like, did he bring over like sheet music or like, did you go online? Just or, online, like, okay, yeah. Okay. I mean, that was there's like a whole, there's a whole, you yeah. know, <laughs> world there's of that online. Tons of websites with that kind of stuff mm. now. I mean, I mean, there's websites probably devoted to like any band you can think of. People post their stuff, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can buy books, like most books that have like sheet. They'll have the sheet music, and then they'll also include the tabs, you know, in the book. Is it just pictures then? No, so it's like, you know, like, if you look at a, just a, uh, like a chart. Like dots. Yeah, like, so you you got, like, if you look at sheet music, Mm -hmm. there's, you know, lines that run horizontally. Mm -hmm. So, and then notes on it. So Mm -hmm. tablature is like that, but instead of having the notes, it just shows you, like, the fret number. And then you... How do you know the fret number? Well, you count it on the... You just count count down on... Oh, okay. How long does that take? It's very intuitive once you get going with it. Oh, yeah, right, right, right front no it's not it can kind of take yeah. some time but like if it says like 13 you can kind of just know by after doing it a few times by like looking yeah or is there is the fret numbers yeah or like i mean letters? some of them have like i just don't know anything a about lot of guitar. guitars have like um little like markers too so you yeah if you yeah. have to you can just like look down and it's almost like on the top or the front yeah oh, see. it'll have a letter or a number no it'll just be like a dot or something you can be like oh that's like the Let's just, for example, say like the third fret or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You, if you saw it, it's a lot more intuitive than what you think. It's like because you learn once you play it a while, you start to you just, it just becomes natural where okay. you go, you know. But that like he's saying, sense. yeah, there's fret dots that are positioned on the guitar that you look, you can see it, and it, it's a reference point. Because I've I've like messed around with like acoustic guitars. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do those have that? I don't. I've never noticed. A lot of them do. Yeah, typically. On the on the neck, looking down at it, or just on the actual flat part. Um, on both. Some of them have them on the top. Yeah. A lot of beginner instruments have them on the top, but a lot of them have them just on the front. I mean, I think the guitar was purchased at the learning shop, so it's like a child's <laughs> acoustic guitar. I'm not maybe. That may know, not have anything. That's yeah. <laughs> so like that's why I'm like, I don't, I've never seen any of that. But I've never like held like a real, probably like thousand dollar guitar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, it's interesting though. I mean, I've always been interested in guitar, but it was just never in my in my uh, charts. My <laughs> yeah, I, I, it just wasn't in my pat on my path. It wasn't on your co-star. Yeah, no, my co-star <laughs> said you will not play guitar. I was like, all right, all right. Co-star Fair said enough. it. Yeah. yeah, co-star said it. So I guess guitar yeah. is not in my future. 
Um, speaking of co-star, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I actually do have an interesting co-star. We can talk about it later. We don't have to bore anybody with that. So when you came to Milwaukee is when you started doing solo stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah. And then a lot happened between uh, those two, between <laughs> yeah. like picking Omaha up the bass. Yeah, and between picking up the bass and then coming to Milwaukee. <laughs> let's let's no, go we back got, to No, we Omaha. got sidetracked on Coastal. I <laughs> yeah. forgot we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, let's, let's go yeah, back to I wanna Omaha. Go back. <laughs> I want to go back to Omaha. Take um, him back to so, Omaha. So, yeah, you pick up the bass. <laughs> Your friend shows you tabs. Yeah. Um, what was the next step? Did you did you join a band? I know you said you were like twelve ish. Yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, it was like thir- 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there. But no, I played. I start, so I just started learning. I just started learning everything I could by like bands that I liked, and that's all I did. I would sit in my room, and I would just listen to stuff on the radio and play along with it. Yeah. That's all I would do. No, no. Uh, um, original stuff at all couldn't really write because i wasn't even in that mindset Mm -hmm. but i did that for a long time uh probably like four or five years okay of just messing around making a bunch of noise annoying my a lot of that had to do with just like growing up in an environment where like i just spent a lot of time alone you know i was Mm -hmm. in my room all the time i didn't want to (laughs) be you know kind of like a loner type of situation which lends itself well for you know learning something yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) and just really immersing yourself um, but I wasn't doing it. I was just doing it because I just wanted to do it, you know. So d- I did that for so long and really never I, – I just, like, being in a band was not something I even thought about. I was like, I can't I can't be in a band. Like, I'm not that type of person. Yeah. I just didn't see – I just couldn't see myself doing it until I got to about 19, 18 or 19, and then I was like, I need to be in a band. And then I just tried to, you know, start looking out for people and yeah. planning random projects. Um and then, you know, started meeting people and, you know, I don't know, things just start happening. You start meeting, meet one person and they ask you to play and you meet another person. And then, so I think it was Snake Island was the first like band band that I got in where it was like, they were, you know, legitimate band. They were recording, they were, they had toured before and they were looking for, you know, somebody to kind of join in with them. On yeah. That. So that was my first experience with like, I... I guess to go back a little bit, I was also, you know, working and everything. And, but I knew at that, I, at this point I was like, I want to be a musician, you know, and mm-hmm. I want to tour, I want that lifestyle and everything. So in this, I remember I had, at this point, I was like 21 or 22, 22, I think I had a job. I had like a nine to five, you know, a, like a good paying job. And I joined this band Snake Island and then we're playing and then they're like, yeah, we're going to go on like a month tour. They're like, and so before when I joined them, they're like, you know, you got to be ready to do this stuff. Like we're not, it's not going to be something that you kind of like have to think about. Like if you're joining the band, you got to be willing to drop it all and go. Mm-hmm. So I'm working this job and, and, uh, this opportunity comes along and I'm like, I'm leaving. Like, I'm not gonna, so I go to my boss and I'm like, I just remember this situation really clearly. I go to my boss and, uh, I'm like, Hey, and they all knew I was a musician and everything, but I don't, they didn't realize it was like this, you know? So I go on, I'm like, uh, my band got an opportunity to go on a tour. It's a month long, so. Bye. Yeah. And he's like, well, we can't, you know, we can't, like, give you that much time off. He's like, so you can, he's like, I'll have to talk to my boss, but you can either 
at this point it's like you either stay here or you do that yeah <laughs> it's like okay he's like and i'll also give you some time to think about it yeah so i just went in there so i was like okay so then the next day i walked in there i was like well i thought about it and i'm just gonna do this opportunity yeah yeah, yeah. and uh and actually they ended up letting me stay um wow. e- anyway they ended up working it out but that was a really interesting time because i had to do that I had to make that decision mm-hmm. and then i also had a conflict with my my dad about it because my dad was not into it and that was actually a really fun that was a really big part of uh, of like my development is just being an in, like independent person because when i told my dad this he was like that's a big fucking mistake you know? yeah don't be doing this don't be throwing your don't be you know i know you like it but don't, this is it's not worth it and i remember just being like i don't care like it doesn't yeah. matter to me what yeah. you think but it was really it was a lot of you know it was very intense and he was not happy about it but it actually ended up working out okay because I went and did it. I went on this tour, did it, came back. Everything was fine. And there was sort of like this respect that, that kind of like w- was born out of that between yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. and he was pretty much like, oh, you're just going to do whatever you want. Like, yeah. I'm not going to stop you. You know, your mom's not going to stop you. And it worked. And it worked out. Yeah, it worked out. And, you know, so it was really good. All that was like difficult to do but it was like good. especially that age too like i could see myself doing something like that now fine but yeah. like if i was like 21 my parents were like Ugh, you know I'd yeah like, yeah okay well, yeah, yeah, right. you know but like that's <laughs> well, when everyone's right. telling you everyone's kind of like oh that's good yeah. that's a true you're not i mean you're not going to make very we didn't make any money we made enough money to get around but yeah. we were in a band that was you know we're not gonna make a thousand dollars every night you know we just want to get to the next city mm. you're sleeping on couches you're sleeping wherever you can get sometimes you're just sleeping in the van yeah. you know like it's just you're not getting, you're not, it's just a risk, you know, you got to take yeah. it. And, and I, that's one interesting aspect is like, I think people have this idea of the rock and roll lifestyle mm-hmm. and like some of it's true. Yeah. But when you're like the up and coming, yeah, like, I'm so early on, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. it's a, it's a grind. Like oh, it is. Yeah. You're just doing what you can to play the next show. That's right. Exactly. And you have to be willing to, to do that, you know, mm-hmm. and accept it. And I going through, you know, and I had a few more experiences like that of, touring but i realized real quickly i was like i don't know if i really like this lifestyle touring yeah it's a grind yeah. what was that what was that first tour like well it's it's two-sided it's one one of it is just the lifestyle like i was just explaining he's like he said it's definitely a grind where you just you're you're eating shitty food you're mm. you're just trying to make ends meet you know and most people most people in bands don't really have money so like everyone's broke as shit and like you're just trying to make it work but then the other side of it was this band that i was in was not only they wanted to live the rock they wanted to have Mm -hmm. the rock and roll lifestyle and the rock and roll persona and so it was a vol it was a fun band to be in but it was a very volatile band to be in so i remember getting into it and just you know strong personalities very uh dramatic lots of arguing and fighting and and i remember just being involved you know we're on the road and every other night is just you know arguments between two of the band members just really didn't like each other. And I was just like, holy shit. So some of the, some of my resistance to the whole experience was just because I went through this thing where it was like, it was just a very uncomfortable thing yeah. <laughs> a lot of the time. The shows were fun and meeting people was fun, but there'd just be times when I was like, Jesus, like I just want to strangle somebody. You know? yeah. <laughs> well, and no one thinks about, yeah, the, all the driving, all the loading and unloading yes. gear, all the setting up, taking down. It's like, it's not just partying and then you no, know you're no. at the next city it's no. there's it's, a lot to it it's 100 percent. you're on the highway you're stopping at gas stations you're driving for five six seven hours you get to the venue 
you know, you load in and you wait, you're just waiting. You're mostly just waiting yeah. around and like, you can do fun stuff here and there, but the first week is fine. The first two weeks is fine. But then, you know, week three hits in, sets in and it's just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's this, it's just really, it, yeah, it's a grind. Um, Cause you probably but, don't have a lot of money to be doing like fun stuff in between. So this is driving and right yeah at that level yeah you're not doing a lot of like you know people if you stay with people obviously you know there's a lot of hospitality yeah, I was gonna ask about that. Okay. you meet a lot of people mm-hmm. and that's a really good part of it but um yeah you're not like you know you there's there's a little bit of a tourist aspect which is fun mm-hmm. but that only lasts for so long you know mm-hmm. but the one good thing about it is when you if you're in a band you're on the road for two weeks even you get so tight as a band like musically that was one of my favorite parts too is just when we came back i was like man we just are like in sync it sounded Mm -hmm. so i mean there was no way you could mess it up because of how every single night we were playing you know yeah and now that part's really interesting you know i guess yeah you're a musician so you understand that dynamic you know i mean and everything it's funny that you say that because in this newest band that i'm playing in um there was a point in time where we were practicing like three times a week Mm -hmm. And that was like, yeah, you could tell it was very cohesive. Like mm-hmm. everyone could feel what everyone else was doing. Yeah. And then now, you know, fast forward, life kind of throw, you know, comes at you. And then, you know, you're practicing one or two days a week. And it's like things feel a little sloppier, <laughs> yeah. a little more loose. It's yeah. like, OK, we got to we got to tone back up here, you know, <laughs> yeah. hit the gym, you know, get our reps in <laughs> and yeah. get back to where we were because, um it really it's all about practice and you know once you have that connection mm-hmm. um i mean i don't know you know like you guys could probably play any night but you know like you said that repetitive of like you know just kind of like tightened everything and yeah absolutely no it is really it's a weird it's a interesting feeling especially when you're with you know different people when you're on the same page in that way is a really interesting thing to experience mm-hmm. you know you're kind of operating as one thing and it's yeah I don't know it was really yeah it's something that I definitely that was another part that I take away is just having that you know experience of being artistically trying to express things with other people and um, yeah being as almost one thing you know did you guys just tour like in the area did you go like pretty far from Omaha yeah that that tour was all it was all we went down uh, you know, we started in Omaha, went down into Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas, all, the entire South, and back wow. up a little bit on the East Coast, and then back across um, the South, you know, essentially Tennessee, you know, Georgia, Tennessee, up into uh, uh, Missouri, and then we f- we went up into Wisconsin, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and then came down. So, yeah, it was, wow. a, it was a long, it was pretty much, you know, the Midwest and the East, but not like New England or the West Coast. So. Were, um, were you guys planning all that, or was there like... Did you guys have some sort of management that was planning that? Um, the, so the entire tour, one of the guys in the band was like, he was in other bands too at the same time. So he was already, he had like so many connections. So he booked the tour and then we recorded, we were signed to a label in Omaha and we did an album or we were planning an album when we came back, but they like helped fund some of the, yeah. like, the you know, like they gave us a thousand dollars just to have up front. And, yeah. um, and so, but yeah, the booking was all one guy in the band which is was really impressive because it actually went i think there's only two or three times when either the show is canceled or we showed up and we were just like jesus but he got us into some really great venues that typically you have to have like not a la- label but you have to be kind of known to get into yeah them, you know so 
yeah, he did a really good job with it, um, just doing it on his own. In a thirty day, you know, or thirty, you know, thirty five day tour, that's a lot of booking. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of logistical coordinating and everything. How many shows did you guys do in that period? Uh so thirty five. So we probably did thirty, thirty two shows. So, so that's like almost every night. Almost every night, yeah. That's Sometimes we crazy. did multiple shows too. I mean there's times when we just got offered we'd show up and some yeah. somebody be like, Oh, if you guys want to play afterwards at this, you know, house yeah. and we'd be like, Oh fuck it, <laughs> why not? You know? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, how much sleep were you getting during that time? Um, it went from sometimes enough to not enough. Yeah. Uh, it just depended. You know, we were driving. We did try not to drive overnight, but sometimes, you know, we'd have to. Hmm. Uh, but it was okay. We weren't really partying. Like, I mean, we were drinking and everything, but luckily, you know, we weren't staying out till like two in the morning and then having to leave at like seven or eight a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was good. But yeah, you know. But there's sometimes, you know, you just get, you're also, or, you know, me, it's like you get into moods where you don't want to be around. Like, I don't want to be, but I, you're always around people, mm-hmm. always around yeah. people. And you're always with like new people and then people want to talk to you about stuff all the time. And it's the same conversations every night. Yeah. And like, so there's that aspect. It's like, I just want to go hang out and go to bed. Yeah. And you can't because you're in a living room with, you know, 15 people, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, or whatever, you know, I, yeah. so, um, but Sleep wasn't a huge thing. It's just quality of sleep now. That's a different story. Mm-hmm. You know, you sleep on a floor with a sleeping bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not the best sleep in the world, you yeah. know. Um, so you do that tour um, with Snake Island. Yeah. What ended up happening? Yeah. So we, we did that tour and then we came back and I was already sort of uh, in a spot where I was like, I came back and I was like, I don't know how much longer this band's gonna. Well, I don't, much, I don't know how much longer I'm gonna stay in it, and I don't know how much longer this band's gonna last, yeah. just because the tension was rising. And so I, uh, we came back though, and we had already agreed to do an album. So I did, I did the album with them, and then I, right after that, I was like, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna be Split. done. <laughs> but I was also at the same time I was doing that, I was in another band with some of my best friends. Yeah, like a, this punk band and. We didn't. We played a lot of shows, but we didn't re- ever re- really record anything. But it was a. It was. A, it was mostly just a fun project. Yeah. But we just happened to like actually start making music. That was. I was like, oh, this is actually going to be really good. You know, probably because of the chemistry. So, you know, the, there wasn't a really. I started with this other band called Gordon at the same time that overlapped the end of Snake Island, and then once Snake Island, once I kind of left Snake Island, I was like, I'm just going to focus on just kind of doing this fun thing and not, uh, yeah. I don't really want to do this like hardcore band stuff. But then like this, this other band, see through dresses kind of came out of nowhere. Their bass player left. And, uh, uh, Sarah, who's like, uh, one of the founding members came to me and they were very well connected in the city and had played, you know, they play with cursive and they, uh, play with a, a few other bands that were like on the saddle Creek kind of like circuit label. Mm-hmm. So they had a lot of connections and they, and they came to me and they were like, Oh, we, We'd, it'd be cool if you played bass with us. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. Like, if I, if I say yes to this, I'm, like, committing to this once again. Because mm. they had just gotten signed by uh, this label up in Brooklyn. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. But uh, Tiny Engines. Okay. Which is a decent, decently sized label. They got a kind of a, yeah. you know, a national recognition. And so they were already set up on tours and stuff like that. Somebody else was doing all that work for them. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, this will be, this might be fun. So I joined, I was doing Gordon and I joined that and went right back into this whole, like trying to balance two bands and play shows all the time. And, and uh, so I did, I think I was in that band for a year and a half, maybe almost two years. And, um, but, uh, yeah, I just, 
they're great people like Sarah and Matt are great people and the band's great but there was a they were like chief songwriters of that band and so they wanted kind of control over yeah all of that and I which I recognized later on I was like kind of tired of making other people's facilitating someone else's vision all the time yeah. you know I'd come in and write my parts but that was it it was always just somebody else's music mm. so I did that for a while and I was like I don't want to I just I don't want to just do that thing anymore I want to like more of like a group effort yeah well yeah being like in a you know just being a part instead of actually Mm -hmm. coming up with ideas and everything and so but at the time that's not I just knew I wanted to kind of like stop playing music (laughs) that was like my vibe so I did that for a while and then uh you know kind of was in their early uh because they're still actually playing they still play a lot and release music but in their early iteration I was involved with a lot of that and recorded some stuff and um they were uh yeah, and then I got to the point where I was like, I think I'm done. Yeah. I need a break. I'm done. Um, and I thought I was actually just done with, at that point I was like done with music, I thought, you know. And that was like, two, that, that was, I was 25 or 26 at that point. Okay. And then that launched me into a whole other part of my life, yeah. actually. <laughs> was that when you started traveling? Yeah, did, yeah, yeah. So, um transition dramatic transition <laughs> before we jump into the transition point there, <laughs> yeah yeah i guess um did you re- so you recorded an album with um uh i'm sorry I have see through dresses see through dresses yes uh they, yeah so so they have an earlier album that i um helped with uh was that the self-titled album yeah the self-titled okay. um and then the one after that was um with a guy that replaced me okay um, but yeah, yeah, and they're a great, and they're a very talented band. Their music's really good too. You know? Yeah, no, and when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, this is pretty well put together. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they, had, they had a lot of talented people working on it, and then I mean, Matt, the guitar player, is a he's a producer. I mean, he's got a home studio, so he does a lot of stuff. But I think they went. They, there's a really well known studio in Omaha that um, you uh, they got the opportunity to go and record there, and it was like you, you know it's just gonna sound good if you go to yeah. the ARC studio so yeah they um talented group though when the labels were involved how how involved were they in that process they well so T- tiny engines is actually a, a d I mean their their whole philosophy is DIY okay but they've got a big outreach and they've yeah. got you know uh like I said bands that do tour all the time and have you know pretty uh decently i mean for an independent band a decent you know listening base and whatever Mm -hmm. um so but so they're pretty hands-off pretty much what it is is like we got you we got a deal we want you we want to do a record for you we'll distribute it we'll pay for it we'll press final cassettes just give us it yeah there's no like checking it or anything like that like they just trust the band because they've already vetted the band you know they know they want they want the band they wanted any band on their label to be on the label so they trust you know the band to give them whatever so but then, yeah, you just, you know, you release it and then they put it up on their site and then they, you know, help with uh, touring. And, and then they'll also, you know, they were putting us on shows, too, with bands, you know, Beach Fossils and uh, uh, Cayetana and stuff like that. If bands would, they wouldn't flinch to throw you on a, you know, four or five uh, show tour if the band was coming through, which was great because then you're in front of, now you're in front of a big audience. Yeah. You know, you're playing in front of a thousand people or whatever. And so it helps to have that <laughs> yeah. behind you, you know, mm. kind of helping uh, with things that are normally hard for bands, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Okay. Travels. What? Travels. Yeah, so yeah. you <laughs> transition there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is more of a... Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's a crazy time. Did you just take time. like a hiatus from music? Well, yeah, like I said, I was done. I was pretty much in my mind. I was like, I don't want to. I just don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to be in the scene. I don't want to tour. I just mm-hmm. don't have any interest. I just lost interest in it. Did it just know? like put a bad taste in your mouth from the whole experience, or like not I'm that not, anyone you worked with was bad, but like yeah. just the lifestyle? No, I mean it was a combination. It wasn't so much like a bad experience. I just like got I think what I needed out of it, and I was mm-hmm. like, I just don't have any energy to do, like. I don't want to do band stuff. Um, and I just like my life was moving in a direction that was not music related Mm -hmm. and I had no idea what was going to happen you know I didn't know if I was like ever going to play but I I was also like in a period of time in my life at that point where like I was just sort of like what am I doing were you just doing bass during that time with Snake Island and See Through Dresses yeah okay yeah I was a bass player like that entire time I mean I knew you know guitar and everything Mm -hmm. but everybody you know but you like can, the synths and stuff didn't come until later that didn't come until okay. re- just recently okay. yeah um but being uh everyone you know bands i think need a bass player always need a bass player mm. so <laughs> it was easy to find stuff all the time you know mm. just knowing that but yeah so there was just a transition period where i was like what am i doing with my life mm-hmm. and i had like i was dating my ex-girlfriend at the time and we were like both like we were both talking we had both had a decent amount of money saved up and we were like we should just like leave and go travel Mm -hmm. for a while and we did uh um and uh just kind of like had no plans really specific plans just kind of (laughs) like put the shit in storage and left and went to you know thailand (laughs) the first stop yeah went to thailand and uh you know just uh did some work exchange stuff, you know, did some, there's all kinds of things you could do for accommodation. You could work on farms, you could, you know, clean people's houses. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many different sites for this sort of stuff. If you don't want to pay. Was know. it just like online you would find those opportunities or like? Yeah. Like, you know, there's, there? yeah, there's like sites for that kind of stuff, you know, woofing or uh, work away is another site, but yeah, mm-hmm. you just get on there and there's like a network of people who need <laughs> things done or, mm-hmm. And you just do that and you can stay places, you know, you get paid in accommodation and food and there's a vast array of things that yeah. are offered. Yeah. Some good, not so, some not yeah. so good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I just went, we just went, went to, you know, went to, uh, Asia and started traveling. Around. Yeah. And then you were there for a while, right? I was there. We were there for four, for four months and then we came back. And then we came back, and then I was like, we were like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, now it, what? Yeah. It, you know, it was like, that was really what it was. It was like, now what? Are we, you know, like, it, pretty much the whole, this is all hinged on the fact that I was like, I was trying to really escape society. Yeah. <laughs> that was my whole thing. I was like, I don't want to deal with it anymore. I don't want to fucking work. I don't, or I don't want to like be in the system. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was a way to try to escape that or figure out a way to maybe escape that. Mm-hmm. And so that first time, you know, traveling, we didn't really know what was going to happen. Then we came back and, uh, you know, we, we were back in Omaha for a few years. <laughs> and then uh, in 2000 and, uh, in 2016, we were like, we kind of had the idea of, well, let's go and then just have no plans maybe to come back. 
so and that was we tried to do that mm-hmm. and so i did the same thing we we, we left we saved up some money left and then we were you know i was gone for like a year that, that time <laughs> and so and that was but that was a different that was a whole different like personal that was a very uh, intense trip because there are a lot mm-hmm. of things that happened in that trip and then uh but it was great. I don't know. Yeah. Where yeah. where did you go that trip? So yeah, same same thing. We we went, you know, the the site was, you know, Asia, Southeast Asia. So I went, you know, we went to we went to Japan, we flew into Tokyo, stayed in Japan for a while. Um and then went down to Southeast Asia and Thailand. Was it similar in Japan the same thing of just like working like the culture or like or like oh, how you said you Oh, yeah. No, not in Japan. Japan we just we, you know, we couch like couch surfed and mm. stayed in like you know airbnbs and stuff mm. whatever we could i mean the cheapest japan's pretty expensive compared to like other parts of asia mm. so uh, which we realized and then realized we had to get out of because <laughs> we weren't going to be able to sustain that yeah. uh yeah so yeah but it was the same same area and then i there was a period where we uh so we were dating and then we split up in the middle of the trip and then which was a you know we were in a relationship together for five years so that was a <laughs> yeah and then we were not together anymore so then i was like well what am i gonna do now and so then i was like well i guess i'm going to india <laughs> yeah so then i go to india and there for three months and so it was it was japan then india or it was japan so, then so yeah the list it was like it was no it was like japan it was like japan down to thailand and then we were in thailand for a while and then we went to uh down into malaysia and then we were in Indonesia for a while, and then we went to uh, to Sri Lanka. We were in Sri Lanka mm. for a few months, and then that's when the whole that's when the transition in Sri <laughs> between in Sri Lanka. between me and we split up, and then it was unexpected. Well, kind of unexpected, and then not really, but <laughs> <laughs> not in a bad way. I'm just saying. And then it was like, well, fuck. Am I? Yeah. But I was not going back home at that point. I was still like in this mindset of like, I'm not going back home. You know, yeah. at least anytime soon. So then it was like trying to scramble to figure out what was next, and, and then you went to India. Yeah, so okay. then I went to India, and uh, you know, just started taking trains places and staying, staying with local people yeah. and uh, meeting, you know, people, checking the culture out. <coughs> How long were you in India? <coughs> India. Uh, <coughs> so I was there for three months. Yeah, which wow. is. It's a long time yeah. to be, you know, to be in India. Yeah. yeah. Did you feel like, this might be like a weird question, but did you feel, because like I've never been anywhere other than, you know, here for more than, for like that long. Did right. you feel like you were starting to like change in any way? I don't know if that makes sense. Like me personally? Or yeah. Or just like, I don't know, like habits change. You know what I'm trying to say? Like habits changing or like, yeah, I've never lived anywhere other than here for that amount of time. Yeah. Um, no, no, because I, well, I mean, maybe in some ways, but like the East, Eastern cultures are so drastic. I mean, there's just because of like the globalization, things are starting, you know, the Western, Westernized ways of life are creeping in, Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, but like the fundamental cultures are so different that it's just, it's hard to really pick up any of that oh, okay. being from like a Western culture. It's mm-hmm. just so outside of the realm of even like, I don't know how it would be possible, mm-hmm. you know, to like to adopt certain like ways of life or ways of thinking, you know, even just like small things. 
Mm, I mean, maybe, but I couldn't see. Oh. I mean, you just have to adapt and yeah. accept. You know, f- for instance, a big part of like you know Asian culture, especially in India and Southeast Asia, is just the idea. Well, not the idea, but the lack of structure in certain things. You know, so there's a like, if you're looking at the streets, it's just crazy. It's mm-hmm. chaos. You know, no yeah. one's. But there's an order to it. There's an order in that chaos. But like, if you're from a Westernized country and you land and you know, I remember landing in India, already being in Asia or Southeast Asia, where it's pretty crazy, but it's there's still more structure. But getting to India, I was like, holy fuck, yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be wild, you yeah. know? Like, there's just it's such a different way of living, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's so many people. There's people everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. a billion plus people, and people are just cities of 20 million people are on top of each other. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I maybe if you're in a place, I don't think I was there long enough to adapt to maybe adopt anything. But yeah, maybe if you're there for you know years, you start picking up on small cultural things, and mm-hmm. you probably have to, to to be a part of you know to try to assimilate as best as you can. But that makes sense. but no, I think well maybe I think the only thing maybe I can touch on that might be what you're talking about is like learning the rhythms of like when you're in the street or when you're talking to people or when you're communicating or like mm-hmm. you're trying to cross the road, for instance. You gotta mm-hmm. like not get hit by a car yeah so there's and there's a way you do that you know there's yeah. a, but someone's got to be there to kind of show you that mm-hmm. otherwise you're just like you're not very assertive because you're waiting for something to yeah. <laughs> you know so i don't know mm-hmm. i think that's probably i can't really think of too many things though that like changed in terms of that you know mm-hmm. hmm. um we can cut this out if you don't want to talk about it didn't you you ran into your girlfriend right after yeah yeah well yeah for sure i mean that whole thing was like uh that was like another moment of just like transition i mean we were date like we were dating for five years and we were living together prior mm-hmm. and we had we had a lot of good experiences together and even when we broke up it was it was just it was messy because of the situation mm-hmm. but it was mutual parting, yeah. and it was really hard too but like we knew we both knew it's like we both gotta like kind of go our separate ways here and like it's just, it's the best for both of us. But so there was a, but there was an agreement. It was like, cause she was still traveling too. It's like, you know, if we're in the same spot or we, we run into each other, it's fine. Mm-hmm. So we did, we ran into each other multiple times and you know, it's hard, you know, it's like a weird thing, mm-hmm. but we already had the understanding that we we're going to, we were going to remain friends because yeah. we had dated each other for, for such a long time. And that's what we did. I and mean, we still, I still talk to her to this day, you know, and she, but the first couple of times, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a little weird, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. uh, it's a little hard, but yeah. it was okay, you know. Just seems like, maybe not, but it just seems like weird odds that, like, yeah. you be in the same place at the same time, and like, yeah, I well, don't know if you both had a plan to go to these places at the same, you know. No, not mean? at the same time. It was just a matter. But like, I mean, we were split. You were just doing your own thing. Then. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it just happened. It's like, oh, you know, I'm gonna be in Delhi, you know, yeah. this time. It's like, oh, I'm actually just I'm in Delhi for another day. So yeah. like, you want to hang out? And yeah. So it was like, yeah, and so it was a little strange, but I don't know, it was fine. So did she? Was this the first time you both went? Was that like? the first time you really traveled like that or had you done traveling before that besides touring obviously and then would she was she also into tour um not touring traveling like that or yeah um, yeah no i'd never traveled like that before um just the touring stuff so it was like a whole new that yeah. was a whole new that was just taking a chance on something mm-hmm. that i didn't i had no idea what, how it was going to work out you know mm-hmm. um and she hadn't either she had no okay. experience with it at all so it was just kind of like 
completely outside the comfort zone mm-hmm. of not knowing, <laughs> yeah. just not knowing anything, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. And, you know, also too, I mean, just in the big picture, I realized when I got back from the second trip, what I was doing, which was, you know, the lesson at all was just trying to escape things like couldn't escape you know yeah, which yeah, i felt yeah. really at the end of the second trip you know i that's when it started to hit me i was like what am i fucking doing i was yeah. like i mean I, these experiences are great and i love it but i'm like i just felt like really bad like just felt like there was this weird feeling and i was like i'm just like trying to get away from something i'm never going to get away from mm-hmm. you know i got to start facing certain aspects of myself and like living in society you know all these yeah. things that you just can't you just you'll, you'll never be able to escape from because i saw it all around me i saw people doing this you know you're on these uh, routes and you see a lot of people who pretty much have similar, you meet, I met a lot of great people, but I also met a lot of people who like are trying to do that. And I was, so I was, it was always in my face. I'm just like, we're all just trying to get away, yeah, you know, yeah. which is understandable in a time like now because things are crazy, you know, things are crazy in the world, you know, things are crazy then and it's hard to deal with, but mm-hmm. you're not going to escape <laughs> yeah. no matter what you do, you know? Yeah. So, so, oh. so you, you do all that traveling. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. So then in, did you leave, come back to America from India? Or you, what was your last stop when you were over? You said you were there for like, like a year, right? Yeah, total for a year. For so the trap, yeah. Yeah, so I was in India for three months. Then I went from India to uh, Turkey. I was, mm. in Tur- I was in Turkey, for which was unbelievable. Uh, fantastic country. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like good or bad. Oh, it's great. Okay. Fantastic. Unbelievable. Uh, and then I spent, I went to... Uh, so I was in Serbia for a little bit and I went up to Poland and then from Poland I flew back to the United States mm. and then I was back that was like September and then I was back in Omaha for a few months and then I was like I gotta get out of I gotta really get out and like try to figure out my you know just like solidify something in my life and that's when I moved to Milwaukee I just decided to move to Milwaukee <laughs> mm. and you had you'd been here before never been here before oh no. Nope. When you toured, when you came to Wisconsin, where did you go? Oh, we played in Madison. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but we never played in Milwaukee. Wow. What venue in Madison do you remember? Uh, we played at, uh, f- I played at Frequency. I don't know if okay. Frequency's still there. I think uh, it is. Okay, so Frequency and then um, High Noon. Oh, so High Noon, yeah. yeah, yeah. So high Noon's cool, too. Very cool, yeah. Frequency was great, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so just Madison, though. Yeah, Milwaukee was like, I didn't. I didn't really know anything about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I moved here. That's a whole other thing. But I, I, I knew people who had lived here who moved to Omaha. And, you know, they were, they were like, yeah, great. I mean, you know, move there. Why not? <laughs> you know? So they were from here and went to Omaha. And you're from Omaha and you came here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, other than that, though, no. I was just like, I had a few cities I was interested in. And I was like, yeah, it's Milwaukee. <laughs> what does it make? I mean, you know, my, my thought process was like, it doesn't really matter where I go. I just need to, like, go somewhere. Yeah. And... and that's not super expensive and I can, you know, make it work on my own. So, yeah. Hmm. What was that? Was that the, was, oh no, the question was, what was the question? Oh, just, uh, did he come back from India? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he came back from Poland. Poland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you do all that. You're not doing any music. No, no music. You didn't do any music on the travels at all. I hadn't touched music in a few years. No. Okay. So you come back, you move to Milwaukee. Um, what was your next step from there? Like, what was? Yeah, so I moved. So I yeah, I'm like, all right, I moved to Milwaukee. So then I moved to Milwaukee. Don't I don't know anybody. I don't know one person in the city. Um, so I'm like, oh, I need to get a job. 
so I start <laughs> so I start uh, looking for that you know well I started looking in Omaha just to see yeah and then put, I actually when I was living in Omaha I actually emailed retrospect when I was still living in Omaha mm. <laughs> okay. uh, and then I think they got back to me and was like uh, when are you moving here? And I'm like, oh, probably January. Or January. I think this was December, early December, late November. And they're like, okay, well, hit us up when you're in town, and we'll probably have something, you know, available maybe. So I was like, I kind of had that in the back of my mind. I'm like, well, that should pan out. But if that didn't pan out, then I was like, well, fuck, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Uh, so then I moved to Milwaukee. Um, luckily, that worked. You know, that job worked out well. So then I just started doing that, and then. I still had all my gear, like getting rid of my gear was like not an option. Yeah. Um, but I still, so my gear is just sitting in my apartment and I just like would look at it. And then <laughs> I was like spending a lot of time alone cause I didn't know anybody. Yeah. So I don't know. I just started messing around again on guitar and then I was like, I think I'll buy a loop pedal. Yeah. You know, and I bought a loop pedal. I was like, I think I'll buy a drum machine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what it did. And then it just, and then I was like, and then I, that was done with that for a while. And then I was like, maybe I'll try to record some of this. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So now that's where Here it's we at. Are. <laughs> Here we are. So now we're to breathing spell. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah, in a not in a very nonlinear uh, way. Yeah. <laughs> so um, with breathing spell, so you're playing all the sounds are you're doing on instruments or drum machines pretty much synths and yeah everything's 100 percent uh it's not computer generated you're um yeah outside of yeah outside of just if it's like a you know if it's drum machine then that's yeah like well the yeah digital aspect of it but yeah if one there's no uh i mean there i think there's a there's like two i don't even think they're released but i think i've got a few songs where i've taken samples and cut them up and okay. then for drums or whatever but everything is usually you know i make it and then put it all together okay know? And so, um, to touch on some of the music there, Oxygen, mm -hmm. the song. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned Prince, your mom had like Prince albums earlier. Y yeah. Yeah. Um, so we were listening to it right before you came. <laughs> yeah. And the first thing I said was, I kind of get some Prince vibes <laughs> off of this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, for sure. I mean, and that's when it goes back to what we were talking about, uh, earlier it's like it's not even a it's not like i'm like with and with prince in mind i'm recording it it's just like his style so his style of using you know like 909s and 808s and, mm -hmm. and then very uh using a lot of gated reverb and everything with the drums is just all it's just always like i like that sound a lot yeah and so that comes through and and uh and the song really well and then the guitar is obviously a big one so the guitar tone is very prince like yeah um, or, um there was one and i th i thought it was bass um but it felt like very 80s prince-esque maybe you're <laughs> doing that on the guitar i'm not sure it's probably the bass it's probably the bass yeah. it's really it all it very is it's very influenced by that yeah. um but no that's interesting you say that I, yeah that's a, I, that's a comp i take it as a compliment yeah no it sounded great so. <laughs> yeah um but yeah, and then um, I really felt like on that one too, the the bass, at least for me, was like really felt like it was really driving the music, like at least as like a backbone. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and that comes from. I mean, bass is like you know, even though I kind of started with that, and that's like an instrument I'm like really comfortable with. It's not something that I I'm more interested in like the synth and the guitar yeah. aspect. But then I always find myself like when the times when the time comes to write a bass line. 
then it's like I intuitively know what to you yeah. know, I know what's gonna fairly well and you know I like a lot of melodic sounding bass you know using delay and chorus on bass mm-hmm. which is can add a lot of you know just it can fill out a sound really well definitely um, but in, you know in oxygen like the bass line was almost the last thing and I didn't even I didn't even think about it very much it just yeah. happened I was like wow this fits really <laughs> this fits really well you know it's always nice when that happens it's great yeah, yeah it's really it's yeah. it happens a lot too actually it's like I love that feeling when it just com- it's something comes and it just you don't pretty much you know my process is if, the minute I start thinking about it or trying to like put it together I stop because I don't want it to be something where I'm like trying to figure out what it is i want it to be just come up you know come up naturally the only thinking i want to do is when i'm cutting it together and like first course first course you know then i can start thinking about what flows in but if i'm like trying to like come i'm like forcing myself i don't that i, I usually step away at that point because okay. i know it's it's going to be really hard to i'm going to end up coming up to a dead end if i approach yeah. it that mm-hmm. way you know i think that's a problem a lot of musicians have is mm-hmm. you know they just they have this idea and it's just you know maybe they just need one more part or mm-hmm. and then they just can't get it yeah and then they just almost burn out on it and yeah it's like I, yeah. I can't even listen to this or play this anymore you right. know that type of a thing so there's like a pressure to like it's like i gotta finish this or something or like yeah. i gotta come up with this and it's like no just you know take a take a take a step away you know i don't know that's how it works for me anyway i can't speak everyone's gonna have like probably yeah. their own way of doing it uh way, own process but it seems to work well. Hmm. I wish I could contribute more to this. I'm not <laughs> like that <laughs> okay. music oriented, but uh, a lot of stuff you're saying makes a lot of sense. Um, and I feel that way sort of with painting and drawing too. It's like if it's not working, you gotta just like step away for a minute. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's Breathe. a lot of parallels between Definitely, the two. yeah, for sure, for sure. Absolutely. Um, especially... Um, with you working on it solo and you know painting is typically a solo mm-hmm. thing so yeah I'm not, I don't really want to collaborate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not yet at it'd least be, it'd be, yeah that'd be kind of an interesting dynamic I feel like I don't know if it would come mm-hmm. I don't know it's, po- it's probably doable but I can't see it being like he said it's a solitary it seems like more of a solitary yeah. thing I think it's, it's worked like there's been rare instances where it's worked in the past. Yeah. But uh, I feel like typically it's not. No. You know, that's just, that ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. And so um, one of the things we had talked about earlier was kind of like the scene in Milwaukee. I know you said, um, you know, you weren't sure if you were going to kind of like take this and play it live. Mm. Um can you kind of compare the scenes of Omaha versus Milwaukee? Um, or can you tell us, you know, differences that you see? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely don't want to be like, cause you know, I'm sure there'll be musicians in the music scene who may listen to this and like, who the fuck is this, this guy's got no, way. Yeah, he well, just keep his and, mouth shut. <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't play enough, but I do see, you know, I do go to yeah. shows and I, and, and I see stuff, but I, I mean, kind of like we were talking about, I think that it's, um, and I think there's a few reasons for this, and just timing. You know, I was playing in Omaha, you know, uh, seven, eight, nine years ago. So yeah, um, I think that it's a lot smaller here and it's a lot more condensed. 
and there isn't that framework of like having a major act or major independent label come out yeah. that that really you know in Omaha that's that's a big deal um mm-hmm. just because it has a name for uh because of those things that, that have come out of there so here it, I'm not saying nothing's good has come out of here I'm just saying I don't know of anything like that here um that can like drive that or be that kind of like fountain of yeah. in, influence or whatever but um yeah, so it's sm- I think it's smaller. I don't, you know, like I said, Omaha's a little bit smaller of a city, but they just had a lot. There's a lot going on. You could see, you know, a lot of different bands playing um, every single weekend, and maybe it's true. Like maybe it's true for that here. And I just don't see it, but yeah. I I do see a lot of the same sort of thing popping up and the same people. Yeah, um, which is the, it's it's the same everywhere. I guess it's just like it's smaller than what I would expect for a city this size. You know? Yeah, I I mean I agree with everything. You've said, I think an interesting thing, because um, you mentioned kind of how some big players in the Omaha scene kind of shined a spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how familiar you are with, but um, in Eau Claire, mm-hmm. like Justin Vernon and Bon Iver, I feel like now Eau Claire has this kind of spotlight on Yeah, it. right. It's like... I mean, what else, like, is there anything else coming out of Eau Claire or just... I, I think there's just a lot happening there. Okay. Um, you know, you maybe there's not a lot of, like, big names coming out of there, per se. Right. Um, and the scene is, you know, the city's not as big as here. Right, yeah. Um, but I just think that spotlight opens up doors. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think that's an interesting aspect that... Yeah, and he's a, I mean, that's a huge name, you know. Yeah, I mean, totally. Justin Vernon, that's a, you know, carries a lot of weight, and yeah. so and yeah, and they do. I mean, he's got you know, he's interested. He's brought a lot, or he's got a lot of interesting things that he he does do. Interesting enough, though, not in Wis. Like he's got, I think, uh, yeah. people or whatever, which is not like, as far as I'm concerned, nothing happens, and maybe at a, maybe at the festival or, or yeah, not, not a lot happens actually in Wisconsin, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think. What was that album that won that first Grammy? Mm-hmm. I think that one maybe was recorded. Yeah, up. yeah, was for it? sure. Yeah, oh, for Emma. Yeah, or, and I, th- I think it was that, and okay. I think it was recorded in like a cabin up north. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the whole like folklore behind it. And he likes yeah. that. Yeah, he I mean he pioneered that sort of like go out and be a recluse for a little bit yeah. and try to do this raw. And he yeah he did a great he did a great job yeah. with it. You know. Um. But yeah, no, I mean I've heard interviews with him where he's like. He records all over. I mean, everyone yeah. does. But, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. We, I guess the next big name that come out of here maybe can shine <laughs> a spotlight on here. And then yeah. they and can I, open up the scene a little bit. Yeah, and I don't even know. I think one of the, another thing, too, another reason why, and it's probably not even just with music, but with just like artists in general, is like the proximity to Chicago and the proximity yeah. to Minneapolis and, and, and whatever people leave. You know, I think that's what I see is like yeah. people I know, people who, you know, are artists from here, and it's like, nah, I'm going to Chicago, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Or even Madison. I mean, Madison, I think, yeah. I think Madison has a great scene. I mean, it's small, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Madison's also very receptive to mm-hmm. new groups and things like that as well. But Minneapolis, I mean, Minneapolis's music scene is stellar. Fantastic. And I mean, Fantastic. Chicago with it being big just automatically yeah. gets You're just going to draw in that more. energy. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to throw any, like, 
shade at Milwaukee because I love Milwaukee. No, no, no. But like, it definitely feels like those cities are might be more progressive, like Madison, Minneapolis, Chicago. Like, that may have a part. I just feel I don't know. I just feel like something about Milwaukee's like old. (laughs) I don't know how to word it. Yeah, no, I think I I know the vibe. You're I think I know what you're saying. Um, yeah. I think here it's interesting too. It's like the bar vibe is is like bigger i would say maybe in some spaces especially than the actual music vibe yeah oh, um and so it's i've noticed it i mean even at big things like Summerfest or something it's <laughs> yeah. less about the music and it's more about the drinking it's getting fucked up yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is like yeah. it's like okay everyone wants to have fun i get that but like from the music side of it sometimes it's frustrating oh it is yeah um and i think and it's funny because you'll see those national artists mm-hmm at Summerfest being like, no one knows what I'm <laughs> playing or singing. Like, they're just all <laughs> yeah. fucking wasted. Yeah. Um, but even like, I mean, you see a lot of tours skip over Milwaukee. It's At kind of, time. yeah, yeah it's kind of sucks. Yeah. It's a, it's really, that's actually probably the biggest complaint I have is that I, um, I very rarely see shows here because no, no bands I know come here. They, they skip Milwaukee. And a lot of it's proximity. You know, you don't yeah. want to hit Chicago, Milwaukee, Madison, Minneapolis. Yeah. I don't believe if you're going to skip any city in those, unfortunately it's going to be, I'm serious. It's yeah. yeah be it's Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, but, and that well, happens. Why though? Why, why Madison over Milwaukee? Cause it's in between. It's in between. Yeah, for sure. But I, you know, I wonder though if bands do like, because, you know, like you said, Madison's really great, but I've seen a few shows out there of bands that are, like, you know, decent touring bands on, a, like, a weekday, and it's, like, no one's at the show. And I'm, like, I think Milwaukee might have had more people, you know, at this show. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think that's an interesting aspect that you just said there, though, because I feel like all the big shows that do come here come during the week. Yeah. And then it gets, they we get a bad name, like, yeah. oh, what, only... No one showed up. Yeah, no one came. We didn't sell out, and it's, like... Well, if you came here on a Saturday or Friday yeah. or even a Thursday night, right, you would have sold out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so for sure. that's an interesting <laughs> idea, too. But I think you're right. The big show, the weekend shows are going to be in Chicago yeah. or Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get the Wednesday the night show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Which isn't always the case, but some a lot of times. No, and we're just not, you know, the city's not alive enough. In Minneapolis, that that would be just fine. Wednesday night show, it's going to be packed. Yeah. Milwaukee, probably not, you know, um, and yeah. depending on who it is. And I guess, let me also say, like, I love Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. And there are scenes here, and I think there's a lot of great venues and a lot of great bands. I think there's, that may be another thing, too, is, like, um, there's just not enough spaces for all the people to play right no i think you're right. there's only enough there's only seven days in the week and <laughs> some of them they're not playing anyway so yeah no i think you're right about that so cool well yeah all right uh do you want to plug your instagram recent works uh breathing spell on Bandcamp? uh sh- i mean sure if you don't want to no I, can. <laughs> I mean i can it's like I mean, I, yeah, I feel like it's, you know, the whole thing, the whole, the, the whole idea behind it isn't in it. I mean, I, I'm, I want people to listen to it, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like not the main drive isn't like, I got to push it out mm-hmm. constantly. But I think for the sake of this, for sure, you know, mm-hmm. I think most of it's on uh Bandcamp or what I've released is on Bandcamp, And that's 
uh, breathing spell. I think it's breathing spell dot bandcamp.com. I don't, is that right? Yeah, I, I don't is. know. If, yeah. if you search breathing spell on Bandcamp, you should probably find it, right? Yeah, that's probably the best way to do it. And One then, word? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think. I don't know. Looks if like it's it. like on the, I, I can't remember what it, how it's listed on there. Yeah, yeah, breathing one spell, word. one word. Yeah. Yeah, so you're probably gonna find it that way. And then my my personal Instagram is actually pretty much the pro. I just I'll take videos, and that's like the process of me writing a song. So I'll just upload videos, and you'll kind of hear where I'm at, okay. initial stages, middle stages, and it, so it's kind of an interesting perspective on. Um, what I'm doing not intentional just kind of happened and and that's uh, just my personal Instagram which is uh, Josh two underscores UWA okay <laughs> I think that's right it doesn't yeah, matter I think nobody, it has, nobody needs to go there <laughs> we'll post it we'll post it yeah we'll put it in the bio yeah alright sick this is a good one uh, Arts We Know it's Aiden Kyle Josh thanks for listening see yeah. you next time thank you Thank you.